This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Best Friends Day. Tony, how should we celebrate? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Oh, I already made plans with Kendrick Perkins. You know. Oh, Perks. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, wow. Where's, where's he this week? We, we can't talk about Perk. Whole be, week I, I expect Perkins. to see Perk. I expect to see him in a few minutes when I bolt from you and go to the garden, yeah. the other garden, the Boston garden. That's fine. Just make sure he's Perk on the show be. either tomorrow or Friday. Okay. Welcome to PTI, right. boys and girls. In today's episode, the Warriors meet the Celtics, the Lightning tie up the Rangers, and Grant Hill joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the British news outlet, The Telegraph, reporting that Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed will join the Saudi golf tour in July, leaving the PGA Tour behind. The Telegraph also says Ricky Fowler is close to a similar decision. Wilbon, what does this tell you about the state of the PGA Tour? Tony, it tells me that the PGA Tour doesn't have as much money as another tour, as what could become a rival, a real rival here, depending on how many people you pull away. Look, people can say what they want, Tony. The, the phrase, and I think it's completely legit, and, you know, our, our friend and colleague, Barry Verluga, writing in the Washington Post today, wrote a column and talked about blood money, and that's a phrase that comes up because of the Saudi government and interest. And you know what, Tom? These people don't, blood money, that phrase doesn't resonate with them. You know what word resonates? Money. And even if it resonates briefly, temporarily, it doesn't resonate like tens of millions of dollars or in the cases of some what may be a couple of hundred million dollars, all right? So people can draw a line wherever they want to, and those things are very personal. But when it comes to that kind of money in the world we live in now, that's going to win the day, Tony. It's going to carry the day, whether it's the PGA or the NFL or the NBA. It doesn't matter. And so people are going to continue, if that money is made available to them, to say, show me the money. No matter what else has gone on and no matter what objections others raise, that's what I think is going to happen. So I think it confirms for me what I thought all along about the PGA Tour, that it's a house of cards. They were and are dependent on the majors to police the sport. They need the majors to punish the people that go to the Saudi Tour. And obviously, as we saw with the U.S. Open, they're not getting any help from the U.S. Open. These players, DeChambeau and Reed, they're not inconsequential. They have won majors. They won the Open. They won the Masters. Those are the big ones. You know, so I tend to agree with you that there's a sizable amount of people out there who are going to say, if you let me play the majors and then you give me the money from the Saudis, I'm going to take it. But let me drill down just a little bit, Mike. Patrick Reed is not a big loss. Pros don't like him and fans don't particularly like him. DeChambeau is a loss because people like to see how long he hits it. But he's also a little bit weird. And as you've told me many times, a lot of pros are not close with him. But Ricky Fowler, Mike, Ricky Fowler is popular with fans and popular with players. He does a million commercials. 
If yep. Ricky Fowler is ready to do this, it's every single pro is going to turn around and wonder, yeah. should I do this too? Now, maybe Jordan Spieth and Colin Marikawa and Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, you know, and Tiger Woods, maybe they stay with the PGA Tour. But, Mike, you talked about blood money. That is not going to necessarily resonate because no. these people are going to say the United States government does business yes. with with Saudi Arabia and with repressive countries, repressive governments in China and Russia. It's a big ask to say, do as we say, not as we do. People are going to take the money tone. They are. They just are. Let's turn to the New York Times report on the sexual misconduct allegations against Brown's quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Watson has not been charged with any crimes, but faces 24 civil lawsuits from different massage therapists. Jenny Ventus of the Times reports that Watson saw 66 different therapists over the course of 17 months and asked at least one to sign a non-disclosure agreement provided by Houston Texans team security. Ventus also interviewed a massage therapist who was not sued, who said that Watson made aggressive sexual advances toward her as well. Tone, what questions does the report raise in your mind? First of all, it's a great piece of work in the New York Times. It's absolutely great. I understand that Deshaun Watson has not been charged with any crime. I understand that grand juries have declined to charge him criminally. With 66 women and 24 lawsuits, it's very hard for me to believe, Mike, that they're all made up. Yeah. I, I just don't believe they're all made up. And I believe that if you take these women at their word, that it indicates, at least it indicates to me, that Deshaun Watson believes that female massage therapists are prostitutes. And there is a pathology in this as you read these stories. You say something, something is wrong here. Mike, I, the NFL is always telling us that they have their own set of rules and they can discipline for whatever they want. They don't have to pay attention to real law in America. Mike, I can't believe he's going to play this year. Can you? I cannot believe that this is unresolved, that he's actually going to play. Well, Tone, it raises, you know, it raises more than just a question or a series of questions. It raises questions that the NFL has to answer, the Houston, Houston Texans have to answer, the yes, Cleveland Browns, who just signed him to, like, the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history, have to answer, and Deshaun Watson. Yes. It raises questions for all the above. And, Tony, like you, when you get to the number 66 – it's like, don't tell me that everybody's making these things up. And I don't know what Rusty Harden is going to have to say on behalf of Deshaun Watson or what he's going to say. But, yeah, Tone, playing this year, I mean, it just it seems untoward to me. But, you know, the NFL sort of likes to just have its own sense, as you just indicated, of what justice is. But there's going to be – there's some big questions, lasting questions that are going to have to be answered. Just very quickly, if the Houston Texans are providing him with non-disclosure agreements, how much did they know? And the Cleveland right. Browns, $230 million guaranteed. They said they did their due diligence, play. What's really? the ownership doing there? Yeah. How much yeah. research did that ownership do? Really? Let's move to hockey. Tampa Bay dominated the New York Rangers last night 4-1. to one. This was no contest. The Eastern Conference Finals are now tied 2-2. Two to two. The Rangers will get two of the next three games at home if need be. And they are 8-0 at home lately. Wilbon, to whom do you give the edge right now? Oh, Tampa. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Tone. I mean, watching last yeah. night, you know, when they went up 2-0 to 
The second goal was such a they were they were in control. And you, you look watching the, the series, and I, I watched when they were down two nothing the previous game in game three, when the Rangers really needed to put them away. I'm not even sure three a three oh series lead would have put Tampa Bay away. But when you watch this, Tony, they're in such control. When they score the second goal to go up two nothing last night, you're just like, you know what? They may as well be up in the series. I know the series is two two. I know the Rangers have played great at home. I have felt there's some magic in this Rangers season that reminds me of 1994. But, man, when you play champions and they know they're champions, I mean, how do you not favor Tampa and what they've done in these last two games and what they've done the last two-plus seasons? Yeah. 8-0 is a great streak at home. It's wonderful. But there was a great streak by Tampa Bay a couple of days ago where over the course of three playoff years, they had won 17 in a row after losses. And then the Rangers beat them in game two, and that was going because streaks end. So who do I favor? When I walked into the NBA series, I said I favor the Golden State Warriors because they're champions and they're veterans and they know what they're doing. I feel the exact same way about Tampa Bay. The Rangers had a chance. If they had gotten to overtime, at least they had a chance in game three. They didn't get to overtime. 41 seconds ago, boom, they're out of it. Series changing. We had Mark Messier on yesterday. He confirmed he felt that it was series changing. And by the way, were you a little bit starstruck? I was. Have Messier on? Come on. Yes. You know, it's like Derek Jeter. <laughs> yes. This guy's got a thousand captains. Yes, right? absolutely. I just wonder how the Rangers fans who chanted Igor's better. E-, I wonder how they feel now. Vasilevsky has stopped so 62 good. in the last 65 and has allowed one goal in the last four periods. Let's take a break. Coming up, should the Celtics attempt to provoke Draymond Green tonight? We're going to ask Grant Hill. We'll also ask him about Klay Thompson and how to handle the recovery from major injuries. Game five tomorrow night. I can't wait to see game five. Mike, how did the Texans explain giving him an NDA to hand to a massage therapist? Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. And in part by Toyota. Let's go places. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. 
The Warriors and the Celtics meet tonight in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. To help us break it down is our great friend, the author of a new memoir, Game, Mr. Grant Hill. He's writing a memoir. Wilbur, we've known him since he's a child. He's writing a <laughs> memoir. I've this is ridiculous. I've we got a copy. So it's not older. signed yet, but we'll fix that. Oh, Grant, I know my Grant. Turn God, he's writing soon. a memoir. Oh, my God. I'm 50 years older than he is. Let's start with this. <laughs> if you were on the Celtics, Grant, would you try to instigate Draymond Green tonight or at least have a teammate, maybe a less valuable teammate, do that? Well, first of all, you both need to write your memoirs. I think it's, it's long overdue. <laughs> I will say this. You got to be careful playing that game. Draymond Green is an agitator. That's what he does. He's very good at it. I think if you try to get someone who's not accustomed to playing that kind of game to just to agitate him, no. I think they need to worry more about being focused at home where they haven't played well throughout the playoffs. They've been inconsistent at home, actually probably better on the road. I think they need to worry more about uh, valuing the basketball and not turning it over like they did, which led to 33 uh, points off of turnovers in game two for Golden State. So just focus on what you need to do. Draymond is Draymond. Uh, you know, he he will win at that game because that's what he is and that's what he does. Well, Golden State has its own concerns, too. As you know, Grant, uh, Clay Thompson not being Clay Thompson in the first two games, one of those things. You know what it is like to come back from serious injuries where you struggle to do the things that once defined you as a player. What do you think of Clay in that sort of battle? He has looked like himself at times, just not in these first two games of the finals. When Clay Thompson came back this season, I said, first of all, he will get better as the, as the year wears on, but he will be back to normal or closer to normal the following season, getting through this year, having an off season, and then ramping up when everyone else ramps up next year. I really do believe that. But he hasn't been the Clay consistently that we're accustomed to seeing. He's had moments. I think he's due for a good moment. In Boston, I don't know if it'll be tonight or game four. Uh, his defense hasn't been as sharp as it's been, and that's understandable with his injuries. Uh, but his shooting, the good thing is that he's still shooting. He's still being aggressive. And, and a guy like him, he makes one or two, as we've seen in the playoffs. We saw in game six at home against Dallas, or, or excuse me, game, game, five, uh, game six against Dallas. He's more, more than capable, excuse me, game five against Dallas. He's more than capable of getting hot. I think he's due for a moment here, but unfortunately, he hasn't been consistent. And you know what? They may not need him to be consistent. They need one or two good performances from him, and I think it, they have, he has it in him to do just that. They've been getting performances in the third quarter because the Warriors have crushed the Celtics. I think the combined score is 73 to 38, Grant, which seems insane. If this was happening to you, where you were getting blitzed like this by an opponent, What's the answer? What would you got? You got two off days leading up to this game, of course, game three. What would you be focused on to try to eliminate that? Well, first of all, this is what Golden State has done all season. They were number one in winning third quarters throughout the regular season. So their ability to make adjustments, I think their experience, the institutional knowledge that Draymond, Clay, and Steph have, uh, of, 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 of tweaking things and, and sort of reading what the team has done in the first half and making the necessary adjustments. Uh, so, you know, 
Now, game two was alarming and game one. Um, you know, I think you have to sort of be, you know, for, for Boston, that is, they're going to have to be proactive here. They're going to have to understand that this team is at their best in the third quarter. So they're going to have to be disciplined, focused. A lot of it is Golden State's come out and played harder. They've, they've forced more turnovers. They've really made uh, Boston uncomfortable when they're on the offensive end. Boston has to do the same thing to them. That's what Boston has done to get to this point on the defensive end. They have to be the initiators on defense. They have to value the basketball and take good shots on the offensive end, particularly in that third quarter where Golden State is so dangerous. I would get you out of here on, on this one, Grant. We ask you to answer quickly, I guess, as you watch tonight. Is there some one thing specific that you're going to be looking for, something upon which maybe the game hinges? You know, I think the others, the complementary players for Boston, they were so good in game one, particularly in that fourth quarter. Marcus Smart, Derek White, Al Horford, they had huge games. Horford had six three-pointers, I think a career high for him in a game. I don't expect him to have those kind of numbers at home, but we know complementary players tend to play better at home. If they can have good performances like they had in game one and not like they didn't have there in game two, then they, that'll give Boston a chance. You know Tatum, you know Brown, they're going to be consistent. They're going to score enough points. But can they get enough help on the offensive end from those three and other guys? I think that'll be a huge difference and may determine whether or not Boston gets this win. Thank you, Grant. It's always a Thanks, pleasure. Grant. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. The game, people. Pick you it guys, up. Game. Read it. You guys should write each other's book. Let me book. read it. I think that's uh, a... <laughs> oh, I'm God. not letting Will Bond write my book. I'm not letting him write my book. <laughs> Once again, Grant's memoir is called Game. It's available wherever books are sold. People still buying books. That's wonderful. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Angels change managers, but not their luck. And the Denver Broncos appear to have a new owner. Paid a lot of money, about about four and a half billion dollars. Billion. Seriously, Grant Hill is 30 years younger than us, maybe 40, and he's writing a <laughs> memoir. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. 
part of Happy Hour and in part by Verizon. 5G, from the network more people rely on. Happy time, people. Happy 52nd birthday, Troy Vincent. The former Philadelphia Eagles Pro Bowl defensive back is now the NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations. He traded in a helmet for a suit. Vincent played 15 seasons in the league, mostly with the Eagles, where he was first-team All-Pro in 2002. Vincent was drafted seventh overall out of Wisconsin in the 1992 draft by Miami, where he played for four years before going to Philly as free agent. Vincent is in the middle of the NFL's attempt to improve its minority hiring practices and has been quite public supporting such hires. I think Troy has done a heck of a job, Tony, in a difficult situation of having to balance lots of interests. And this is a guy, you can sort of see this. When he was a player, you can see the kinds of things he was preparing himself for. Good for Troy Vincent, good for the league. Happy anniversary, John Elway and Dan Marino. On this day 43 years ago, the two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks were drafted by the Kansas City Royals in the baseball draft while they were high school seniors. Marino was drafted in the fourth round and Elway in the 18th round. Marino went to Pitt and never played baseball. But Elway publicly threatened to play for the Yankees, who drafted him two years later, rather than play football for the Baltimore Colts. Elway had played one summer of A-ball for the Yankees in Oneonta, New York, and hit 318. In related quarterback news, Joe Theismann and Ron Jaworski were also drafted in high school. Theismann by the Twins, Jaworski by the Cardinals. Tony, wouldn't some college football coach shut this down now? I mean, guys used to do this kind of thing all the time. Yes. Play multiple sports. You know, it just doesn't seem like a college football coach would stand for this now with his big, 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 big star quarterback perhaps risking injury or distraction to play another sport. I know Kyler Murray did, but it's rare. But you know what? These guys were great athletes. They played everything. They Happy trails they play everything. to Josh Hader's scoreless appearance streak. Dating back to last season, the Brewers' closer had made 40 straight appearances without allowing a run. That was tied with the Astros' Ryan Presley for the most in Major League history. But Hader's attempt to extend that record last night ended quickly. Philly's Oops. third baseman, Alec Bohm, led off the top of the ninth with a solo home run, and two batters later, Pinch hitter Matt Vierling hit another solo homer in his first at bat in a month. Those homers turned a 2-1 Brewers lead into a 3-2 Phillies win. And that makes four straight losses for Milwaukee and five straight wins for the Phillies, four of them since firing manager Joe Girardi last Friday. I hate to see this win streak sort of associated with Girardi's departure. I don't like to see that, Tony. By the way, I don't want to hear these things called records. They're streaks. They're nice. Records? Not records, not records, no. just streaks, right? That's what you want to say? Let's That's go right. to the big fish. Absolutely. Let's do it. The Broncos say they've entered into a purchase agreement with Walmart Air Rob Walton for reported $4.65 billion. Your thoughts? If the Broncos are worth that, what would the Giants and the, the Cowboys and the Packers, my goodness, the Yankees are the first team to win 40, 40 games this season. Is that, does that matter, Tone? I think it matters a little. I think the Yankees may be playing because they thought Aaron Boone was in trouble after last year, and maybe they like Aaron Boone. Even with a new manager, speaking of managers, the Angels lost their 13th straight game last night. Your reaction? I know Mike Trout left with a groin injury after going two for two. Tony, they seem haunted, the Angels. Haunted, yes. Spooked. 
Nat Starter. Your boy, Steven Strasburg, is going to make his season debut against the Marlins Thursday. Are you excited or worried? I'm excited, but I'm worried. I'm worried that in the second or third inning, he'll throw a pitch. He'll look at his elbow. He'll look for the trainer. It'll be over. We've seen this happen so much. I hope it doesn't happen. Last one. Braves go for their seventh straight win tonight. World Series champions. You like their chances? You know, Tone, they're eight games behind the Mets. One game out of the wild card. I just want to see them catch the Mets. That excites me. Because you hate New York. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. No, I hate the Mets. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. I hate that short right field fence at Yankee Stadium, too. And now, here's Sports. What a joke. Hope that game's good tonight. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.